Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know medical care requires informed consent, but laws require informed consent. Politics, entrepreneurship, how you engage with your diet, health, exercise, even relationships. These all require a place of being informed. And I am so sick of being called a conspiracy theorist for using my brain and being informed. So that's where this podcast came to life. This is Informed Consent. I'm your host, Brooke Brewer. Let's start talking. We have spent a lot of time in this birth series talking about birth practices or inductions or interventions, even hearing from a professional, but we've been hearing about a lot of practices that happen during labor. We've been hearing about lots of different interventions and medications that happen during labor. And I want to, and talk about a very, very, very common screening that is done during pregnancy a screening that is done during pregnancy that may not actually be necessary and may actually be doing more harm than good. I want to take this episode to talk about all things surrounding gestational diabetes. And I want to talk about what it is, why we have a screening for it, what that screening is, different alternatives, the pros, the cons, all the good things as we always do on this show to provide as much as we possibly can a full informed consent on certain procedures, screenings, medications, and this specific situation, a screening done to screen the mother for gestational diabetes. But before we get into it, I want to quickly highlight one of my favorite supplements that I currently take. Organ meats were eaten and prized by our ancestors for their vital properties. Throughout time, there's been so much negative stigma around organ meats and liver specific supplements. I've recently dove into the benefits of beef liver and organ meats, and the benefits are astonishing. So astonishing that I was so beyond thrilled to try this new product because let's be honest, I still can't get over the taste trying to eat these organs, which is why having them encapsulated with the most nutrient dense foods on the planet with a unique blend of nine different organs has been so incredible for me. I have noticed so many changes for the positive in my health and my wellness my menstrual cycle, my hormones, so many incredible things, even from my energy to my sleep, everything I feel has been so much more regulated with taking this supplement from Optimal Carnivore. Optimal Carnivore is a complex created by grass-fed beef raised in New Zealand, which is known to have the most clean and pure farming land on the planet. And they provide a nutrient dense supplement that contains a blend of grass-fed organ complex, which contains nine different organs that helps to give your body the nutrients it craves in the raw form that our ancestors grew up with. This supplement contains a complex of a combination of beef, liver, brain, heart, thymus, kidney, spleen, pancreas, lung, and gallbladder to help ensure a full spectrum support. Each organ contains its own unique benefits and you benefits a nutritional profile. Again, these These organs are sourced from 100% grass-fed beef organs from the animals in New Zealand. They gently freeze dry 
the organs to preserve all of the vitamins, minerals, proteins, and enzymes. I love this because this is easy to take the organ meats and get a high quality beef organ supplement without having to worry about the guesswork of cooking and trying to eat organ meat that maybe might not taste the best for you. You can skip the taste, the smell, and the hassle of cooking organ meats and take these incredibly nutrient capsules instead. To order this incredible supplement, they have the grass-fed organ complex as well as the beef liver capsules, which are both what I take. You can actually just get this right through Amazon, search Optimal Carnivore, and you can use code BROOKB10 to save you 10% off at checkout. Again, that's code BROOKB10 at checkout to save you 10% off your order. So what exactly is the gestational diabetes screening, this infamous glucose drink, this infamous screening, and, and what? why exactly do we do it? So let's first talk about it. What are we testing for? So in a normal pregnancy, hormones from the placenta make it harder for your body to use insulin. This is called insulin resistance. Simply, your cells need more insulin to keep your blood sugar in a normal range than pre-pregnancy. In gestational diabetes, there is too much insulin resistance and not enough insulin being produced, which means high blood sugar. Why is high blood pressure of concern in pregnancy, maternal blood sugar impacts not only the mother's health during her pregnancy, but it also affects the baby's health. Most often, the biggest concern is delivering a large baby. So a C-section is performed. And then after birth, the baby is at risk for hypoglycemia, which is low blood sugar. Screening for gestational diabetes is one way to help increase positive outcomes for both mom and child. If you are pregnant or you plan on getting pregnant in the future, I am sure you will absolutely without a doubt be instructed by your care provider to do a blood glucose test to screen you for gestational diabetes. This is very routinely given in the United States. Typically what will happen is you will go to a lab or your care provider's office and drink an extremely sweet beverage full of sugar to then wait about an hour and have your blood drawn to see how high your blood glucose is. Specifically, what typically happens is you are told to chug a sugary drink, which more commonly is called the glucola. And what this does is you chug this between 24 to 28 weeks pregnant. And this is again, screening you for GD gestational diabetes. And it was actually first introduced in the seventies as a way to identify women at risk for developing diabetes later in life, not to identify those who are at high risk for poor pregnancy outcomes. Now what's tending to happen is rather than developing diabetes later in life, which was why this was done in the early seventies, it is now becoming a routine identification for those who are at risk for more of a poor pregnancy outcome. And so now this is being done around the world, but most commonly in the United States as the best possible screening method for GD. The standard glucose screening product that is given 
is called glucola. And what this is, is it's 50 grams of dextrose, which is a sugar consumed in under five minutes, followed by a blood sugar check an hour later. If your numbers are out of range, a three hour glucose challenge is then recommended. It is not uncommon for women to report side effects from this test, which include bloating, pain, nausea, headaches, tiredness, and vomiting. I think it's important to talk about this test, not to diminish the potential side effects of having gestational diabetes, but I feel that doctors or your care providers will do such a good job giving a routine procedure or a routine screening such as this and saying it's just a natural part of pregnancy and everyone does it to screen you, which I don't think it is a bad thing to screen for this condition, especially if you are someone of poor health or someone who just does not maybe eat as well or could eat a high sugar, high refined carb diet. But I think it's very important to note the ingredients in this given drink. Like I had said, there are many different types of this screening, but the most common screening product is the glucola, which is not just 50 grams of sugar. It contains many ingredients that most actually try to avoid during pregnancy. There's, there are other options, which we will get into later in this episode, but I want to take some time and read the ingredient labels of the infamous glucola. So the ingredients include water, dextrose, D-glucose, corn, citric acid, natural and artificial flavors, food starch, modified glycerol ester of wood rosin, bromated soybean oil, BVO, FDNC yellow number six, sodium hexametophosphate, and sodium benzenate. If you want to really dive into these, you should Google these ingredients. They are incredibly, incredibly unsafe. Brominated vegetable oil, BVO, is a flame retardant and banned in Europe and Japan. BVO also contains bromine, which is known to cause thyroid dysfunction and has been associated with heart lesions, liver dysfunction, impaired growth and behavioral development, and neurological and fertility issues. Other ingredients in here that are of concern are high fructose, GMO, corn syrup, artificial flavors, and colors. The dyes that are in here are extraordinary. We did a whole entire episode on the dangers of artificial colorings. Go back and listen to that episode in case you missed it. Mothers-to-be are overly watching what they're putting into their bodies. They're being told that there's so many certain foods that they can't eat and consume, but yet They're being told to chug a drink in minutes and then get screened on it. On top of chugging questionable ingredients, this test is not always accurate. There's actually studies that have been done that shows false positive glucose challenge test results are about six times more likely than true positive results in the general population. If you are someone who does fail this test, failing the one hour glucose test the first time does not actually mean that something is immediately wrong. There are many factors that actually could cause a negative result. And 
limitations to the test specifically. For example, the meal prior to the test could have played a role, especially if your diet is healthy and it's abnormal for you to just, you know, eat or chug 50 grams of sugar in one meal. Also, the USA is one of the only countries that does not partake in a one-step, two-hour, 75-gram glucose tolerance test. So think about it. If you are someone who has a very healthy diet or you don't normally eat much sugar, you don't normally consume the ingredients that are in this test, and then you go chugging this drink and get a negative result, it very likely could just be that it's so abnormal for you to consume this much sugar in one sitting, let alone within a few minutes. It's possible. And yet, as mothers are drinking this and getting negative results, boom, this starts the cascades of interventions. Now, I'm not saying that gestational diabetes is not something to be fearful of, and I'm also not saying it's not something that we shouldn't be concerned of. In fact, about 50% of women with gestational diabetes will go on to develop type 2 diabetes later in life. Their children are six times more likely to develop type 2 diabetes. Diabetes is a disease that is 100% preventable with diet and exercise. About one third of Americans are pre-diabetic, and I could go on a rampage about this. I have in previous episodes about the foods in the American diet that play such a role on our health. And it's so sad that we are chronically ill in America. And in specific, people in the United States have chronically elevated blood sugar, which is known as pre-diabetes, and it is caused by a sedentary lifestyle lack of exercise and consuming sugar and refined carbohydrates often that are packaged. Man-made food, focusing on moving the body and eating more vegetables, protein, and healthy fats is essential to lowering blood sugar long-term. What is the goal to maintain a stable blood sugar? I think this is important to talk about in this episode, although maybe it's not totally related to gestational diabetes, but it's important to the conversation of blood sugar regulation because a part of having a healthy pregnancy, a part of avoiding gestational diabetes, and a part of really caring for yourself to then ask yourself if you really actually need this screening is to take care of yourself. And with that comes regulating and stabilizing your blood sugar. When you have no high spikes or no low dips, you will regulate your blood sugar and that will be so beneficial to your health and your potential for diabetes. High blood pressure spikes are caused by eating processed carbs and sugar alone without a fat or a protein either with or prior. Also a sedentary lifestyle, so not moving very often, lack of sleep or exercise fasting too much. One of the most beneficial things that you can do, especially if you are someone who eats carbs, is to ensure that you eat those carbs with a protein and a fat as well. I know it sounds absolutely ridiculous, but if you are like, nope, I just need that bagel that is very, very, very high in refined carbohydrates and processed carbohydrates, that's okay. Have an egg with it. Have a good protein source with it. Have some turkey bacon. 
have some avocados with it. So you are not just solely eating that sugar. Why? Because that sugar and the carbs will skyrocket your blood sugar and make it spike. And these spikes or the low dips are what can cause diabetes. On the other hand, low blood sugar dips are also something to be concerned of. And these are caused by skipping meals or actually exercising too much. Not exercising and exercising too much actually both leads to blood sugar issues and the body just needs balance. So what are some things that you can do yourself on top of not eating refined carbs or sugars alone? Eat fiber, which would be your vegetables, fat, or protein before eating refined carbs or sugar. So this allows the blood sugar to not spike it. It just really slows that spike down. Another thing that you could do is avoid snacking on simple carbs and sugar, like popcorn, cookies, muffins, even yogurt with like high sugar chips, etc. Instead, maybe snack on things like vegetables, berries, nuts, meats, or even dairy. Number two, move your body. Pregnant women, this means you too. Just because you get pregnant does not mean that you should stop moving your body. Yes, there are certain exercises that you should avoid, but that does not mean that you should turn into a couch potato. This is one of the worst things that you can do for yourself and for your baby. Simply walk after a meal helps you stabilize your blood sugar. Strength training is also scientifically proven to balance blood sugar issues and decrease the risk of type 2 diabetes. So no, am I saying go crazy in the gym and lift a bunch of weights all the time and work for hours on days? Absolutely not. Women that overexercise or do not rest and eat enough between exercises can also make an effect into blood sugar issues. So focusing on a balanced diet with balanced exercise, and that is essential. It's essential for a healthy body, essential for a healthy pregnancy, and it's essential for a healthy future away from diabetes. Extremes are never healthy. So do not go from one extreme to the other. Trying to find balance is so important. So what are some healthy alternatives to the glucola, which is the really toxic, bad ingredient filled drink that your care provider most likely will recommend? So some other options is buying some non-genetically modified dextrose and measuring out 50 grams exactly. Some other alternatives like fruit juice or jelly beans actually have different glycemic indexes and types of sugars compared to dextrose derived from corn. Um, So those are some options as well. Like I know many women who would just have a bunch of jelly beans and then they'll do the screening that way. Also, even better is just to simply monitor your blood sugar levels from home for an entire week or more. But ideally, the healthiest option is just simply eating and moving for optimal blood sugar, always pregnant or not. What a lot of women and men don't fully understand is your pregnancy does not start when you find out you are pregnant. Your pregnancy starts well before how you eat pre-pregnancy, how your lifestyle is pre-pregnancy plays a crucial role in your pregnancy. So Whether you are pregnant or not, some of the things that you can really ensure that you're doing, like we talked about, is eat fat, protein, and fiber at every single meal. Walk and or strength train at least three to four times a week. 
eat every three to four hours to avoid skipping meals and that those blood sugar spikes, eat sugar or simple carbs after a very nutrient dense meal and balance a busy life or too much exercise with adequate rest. I want to kind of go into a little bit more details of actually testing at home for your glucose levels. So testing your levels at home using a glucometer is the alternative option in a lot of more holistic minded and natural care providers suggestions. And this glucometer, which you can do at home is an option for the pregnancy glucose tolerance testing. So basically what this is, is results should be based off of a four times a day reading for one week in the morning on an empty stomach and one to two hours after each meal. Your numbers should be under 100 MGs over DLs for fasting and 140 MGs over DLs after meals. So that's an alternative as well. But in all, there are many options and there are many ways that you can test yourself for this. But I think the important thing to always remember is that you are in charge of your pregnancy. If your provider attempts to deny an at-home glucose testing or denies you from doing an alternative and says that you have to do the glucola, you can stand up for yourself. You are in charge of your pregnancy and making practical decisions for the health of you, yourself, and your baby is up to you. We've talked about it before in our vaccine conversation episodes, and we'll talk about it here. Your doctor and or your care provider works for you. You do not work for them. You are allowed to say no. You are allowed to fire. You are allowed to step away from anyone that makes you feel uncomfortable or makes you do something that you do not want to do. I truly do believe in education and yes, care providers will educate you on why you should do this test. And I am not saying that you should not do this test, but what I truly feel in my heart is this test is not giving enough informed consent. Your care provider most likely is not sitting with you and reading the ingredients and explaining to you that there is BBO, that there's soybean oil, that there is artificial dyes and colorings. And how can that affect the baby? How can that affect you? Ask those questions. Feel confident in standing up for yourself because you are allowed to do that. Just like you are allowed to say no to anything that you aren't comfortable doing. I wanted to take a minute and read a recent review that we have gotten on the show. Someone sent this to me on Instagram and it just put the biggest smile on my face. And as I've always shared, reviews are everything for me, whether you message them to me on Instagram or if you take some time and just go to Apple Podcasts, scroll to the bottom where it says reviews and take a few seconds and write me a review. It truly means the world to me and shows that my hard work of doing this research and putting it together for you guys really makes an impact on you. So this is from Marquette Seba, and this says, hi, Brooke, I came across your podcast today when I was searching for some general vaccine information. I listened to the Pitocin ones to start out, and I just can't say enough about how informative it was. I am always seeking an honest conversation, but as we know, it's often censored. I don't have kids yet, but learn more and more about the flawed system daily and just hope to make those decisions carefully when the time comes. Already ran to my husband to tell him I found a great work podcast. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate this message. Like I had said, this put the biggest smile on my face, whether it's sent to me on Instagram or shared on the podcast reviews, they just mean the world to me. And like I said, it just, it just goes to show that my hard work of putting all of this together for you guys doesn't go unnoticed. So thank you guys for tuning in for another week of informed consent, specifically our birth series. We've got a lot of more great conversations to be had. If there's anything in specific that you want me to talk about surrounding the concept of birth, feel free to shoot me a message and let me know what you want me to dive into. And I will happily do that for you. I hope you guys all have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you guys next week. 